We're going to open this up. You ready for this, bad boy? This is the first time I've ever got to see one of these. Ever, ever, ever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fozcast. Before we get into today's episode, can I please just ask you to press that little red subscribe button down below. We are on 80,000 subscribers and we want to get to that 100,000 and get another one of those silver plaques up there. It's beautiful, all right? Now, today, we've got a really, really interesting guest for you. We have got our YouTube partner manager, the main man for anything you need to know about YouTube. Chris Mackey. The most boring guest that will ever grace this podcast. Chris Mackey is cool as you like. Chris Mackey is a cool, cool guy. If you're in the YouTube world, you know who Chris is. But for everybody else, Chris, please try and explain what you actually do. All right. So uh, my name is Chris Mackey. I'm your YouTube strategic partner manager, so SPM. Uh, But really, I work at YouTube. I am the lucky one that gets to work with you and a bunch of other top creators to try to help figure out how to make this thing a business or a uh, channel or yeah, channel strategy, all that kind of stuff. So that's loosely uh, my so, responsibility. So list off a few of your clients, list off a few of your big boys. Come okay. On. So uh, I, I, most of my time is actually spent in the gaming space. So I would say maybe 90% of my time is on gaming creators. And then there's still a little bit of football. I've always worked in football. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I work with the likes of you. So the top gaming creators in the UK. So Dan TDM, Jacksepticeye, LEA, Tommy in it. There are a bunch that I'm also not naming there, but like a lot of a lot of kind of heavy hitters, OGs in the gaming space. You'll be upsetting a few people there, aren't you? Leaving them out. I know, I know. They know I love them. Or, yeah, I hope that they know that. Yeah, I love they them. will. If you show them the same love, you show us. I try my best. He does. Chris has shown us some love, hasn't he? To be I, fair, yeah. He he on that note, I'm just going to inter- uh, interrupt oh. you guys. I tried to sneak this in here. I was going to try to put it in my backpack. That looked heavy. That did. It is heavy. Yeah. (laughs) I brought a little Christmas gift. Oh, my my entire thought here was that I was going to, for those that don't have video here, just listening on the podcast, I just handed Ben a neatly, I'll say neatly wrapped present. It's a good size present. I I put some time and effort into wrapping this thing last night. I thought I was going to be able to sneak this in in my backpack and like, uh, unveil it without you guys knowing that it was even here. Go ahead, un- un- unwrap it. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, open, yeah, it, open it. Yeah. Open it. Right, so guys, uh, Chris has handed me this present. My it's, Christmas present. It's about a foot and a half long by about a foot wide. It's yeah, it's bigger than you could fit in a backpack. So like the whole surprise Ooh. is ruined. Oh, oh, this looks nice. It's got a nice gold like copper type clasp on it. Ben's uh, furiously opening it like a kid on Christmas Day. That's how I open my presents on Christmas Day, by the way. I'm not one of those who does it nice and neat and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't surprise me. Right, this is... um, So, right, we've got a box. It's like... (laughs) Oh, look at this, guys. It's got YouTube (laughs) on it. It's got... I think I know what this is. I think I know what this is, mate. Right. Not much of a surprise anymore, is it? So, we're going to open this up. You ready for this, bad boy? This is the first time... I've ever got to see one of these. Ever, ever, ever. It's heavy as well. Right, you ready for this, Tomasi? Mate, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. Oh. Ready? Go. Oh, <gasps> oh. look at that, bad boy. <laughs> oh, my day. So this is, tell us, tell us what it is, Ben. Right, so this is our, because the other day, uh, incidentally, we, on the Cycling GK, we just passed a million subscribers. <gasps> and when you pass a million subscribers, you get yourself... A lovely gold play button plaque. And I've got to say, mate, Mackie, that is incredible, mate. Thank you so much. I'm looking at it now, reading it. Like, I didn't read it beforehand, but 
Uh, I was terrified that there would be something misspelled. Or There's anything. no errors. It's okay. There's no okay. errors, mate. This one says Ben Foster. This one says Ben Foster Cycling GK. Yeah, but he was a no one back then. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now I am the Cycling GK. That's what I'm, people don't call me Ben Foster anymore, mate. They call me Cycling, <laughs> Cycling, or Cycling just GK put that on, on the back of your shirt, or that YouTube guy. Yeah. 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 All right, that's good. Oh, mate, that Love is it. incredible. Thank you so much. Let me there just we take go. this to the camera. If you're watching, by the way, I'm just going to bring it up to the cameras just so you can see it. And if you're not watching, make sure you go and watch the video. It's a belter. <laughs> <laughs> Belty yet? We haven't filmed oh, it. A, but. a lot bigger than I thought it was going to have to be. So, that is okay. Thank you Congratulations, so boys. Tomasi, very well done. Boys behind the camera, you guys don't get enough love. They do. They get very loads well of love. That's going to fall down it's a few times. But hold on, I'm still looking at it, Tom. I don't. I don't want to start yet. That is incredible. Derail the it. pod. That's it for the podcast today, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm out. Mrs. Foster's being kicked out of bed tonight. I think <laughs> that is. Look how big it is. That's beautiful, that. Thank you, mate. That's an incredible present. I'm really happy with that. Well earned, boys. Proud okay, wait, wait, wait. Come on, let's go. Right, let's go. Naki, tell us a little bit about what you do at YouTube and also you're younger than you actually look, luckily for you. But tell us a little bit about wow, your, your working. No, you're, you're younger than you're younger than you. No, I meant that the other way around. You're older than you look. Okay. Maki, how old are you? Sorry, mate. I'm 32. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, you're older than you yeah, look. Yeah, you're definitely older than you look. Yeah, okay. sorry, mate. Older than you look. And you're, but you're an experienced campaigner. So tell us a little bit about your work in history. Yeah, definitely. So the, the easy answer is right now, I'm the lucky one at YouTube that gets to work with top creators in the UK on across sport and gaming and that kind of stuff. So working with you guys on channel strategy and business and yada, yada, yada. I am very like fervently a product of social media and football colliding in a world, like in a way that didn't, it wasn't possible when I was growing up, right? So I grew up in the States. I'm American. I've lived in London now for four years. I'm very fortunate. I've always been able to work in football totally by accident. So growing up, I always just loved football, soccer, American, or not American football. And never really like went to uni, literally got a biology degree because I didn't know that you could work in football. It just wasn't, if you're not going to play at MLS or, you know, be able to play professionally, what do you do? There, it, I just never knew that there were jobs at clubs. Like I thought literally it was the team kit men and sure some and people work it. in the front office, but you just had no insight as to like what else goes on in the, in the world of football. It's then, almost like you need somebody to give you that insight into what goes on yeah, yeah. in a football it's club. Like you need to imagine to know that the masseuses somebody, and the somebody should start a channel up where they show you behind the scenes <laughs> at a football club. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Exactly. Exactly. So literally like I went through my entire life thinking if, if there was one thing I knew that I could do, like if, if there was a, if I knew that I could work in football, that's all I would have been like, trying to do it as I'm sure a lot of people watching this, like just want to work in football. I just, so I what do you mean when you want to say you want to work so, in football? So growing like, up, I didn't know that it was even possible. So I didn't even think, I didn't even consider it to be like okay. something to try to achieve. I should have gone to school for journalism or for sports science, whatever. I just didn't even like consider that as a reality. So I literally graduated uni and got super, super lucky through Vine. Remember Vine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Vine. six seconds. What, why, how did Vine fail, by the way? How did Vine fail? I don't, I don't know the full story. I think it I think it got bought by Twitter and then eventually was just kind of shut down as like- Vi Some of the I funny Vines Instagram were and Snapchat unbelievable, kind of weren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was they just like, incredible. And in and, and today's world, I think like to be able to tell a story in six seconds, it was just six seconds, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. To be able to like entertain somebody in six seconds, if you can do that on Vine, you can do that anywhere else, right? right? I, I actually don't think it's a surprise that like a Logan Paul or somebody else can find success on YouTube because if you can entertain people in six seconds, you can find a way to tell a 20 minute story that's funny or interesting or unexpected or whatever. So I think like Vine is like today, it's in insane to see that 
you know, that has led to a bunch yeah. of different creators yeah. and creators. Probably ahead of its time, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably was. Um, so I don't want to bore you guys with my whole life story. I got super lucky to get my foot in the door as an intern at Major League Soccer. There was this old um, channel in the, in the States called Kick TV. It used to, it was like the American version of Copa 90. Copa ended up buying it. Um, and I got, and I sent in a vine when they were looking for a new intern uh, and like got my foot in the door working at kick TV. There was a literally a YouTube channel in football um, and it was owned by major league soccer. So it's like kind of led to me being able to work at major league soccer as like a, in a full-time role living in New York city. Then I moved over from that to starting to like work more closely with YouTubers. This was back in like 2013, 2014. I, a lot of like the Sidemen and Calfreezy and those guys I worked with in New York. We did a, a gaming, like a FIFA tournament in 2013 or something. So I've known a lot of these guys just from- Since like, they were kids. Yeah, since, since, yeah. literally since like, I, I think I met, I don't know, like Rodeshaw was probably 16, 17. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys were just so young. It was like, we needed parental permission for them to fly to New York kind of wow. thing. So it was amazing. Like I got super, could never have planned it. Got super lucky to get to work in that space and just kind of be in the right place at the right time. Uh, and then got to work, move on to a, a sports media company where I was just like the football guy working with YouTubers. So that's where I started to work with the F2, worked with the F2 for, and still do, um, but for probably five, six years, got to do literally like TV shows with them, traveled around the world for a YouTube originals, went to the world cup working with the boys. So I just have literally fallen into something I'd never could have planned it this way, but so I, you're, you're the guy basically then. So I'm living the dream. Yeah. So Absolutely, whatever, whatever. So you've got this list of clients, this list of people, if ever they need anything, hands on help, no matter what it is, they will pick up the phone to you and they're going, right, Chris, can you help? And you're going, yeah, cool. Of course I can. Let's do it. I'll do my best. How, <laughs> that? How many times do I call you? Uh, we, we have a good, we have a good ongoing because I need some, I need stuff from you guys. Like this, I think it's a good, it's a good uh, uh, back and forth. But yeah, the, the goal is that, that like I'm, you know, involved more than just the the emergencies where we yeah, can yeah, yeah, try to get ahead of that stuff. But yeah, I, it is literally my role at YouTube to get close to creators and to help them figure out what their business is. And, yeah. and uh, you have helped us out. So I remember, I remember at the very beginning where we were so wet behind the ears, mate. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. And we had that first initial Zoom with you, didn't we? And we, you were, and we all I was doing was just looking around your office and you had like, cool, <laughs> didn't you? had YouTube buttons everywhere and stuff. And I was going, yeah. oh my God, look, that's incredible. That's incredible. But you have shown us so much stuff yeah. and helped us so much. So first of all, thank you very much. It's a community, isn't it? It's part yeah. of like that YouTube community that we've spoken about and you kind of put people together as well. That's the good thing is because you work with so many different creators, you you kind of match make, don't you? Yeah, so try to try great. to help with collab. Everyone wins in that sense. With a yeah. good collab, everybody wins. So, so we went. I, to- I I got a really good collab that I would love to happen one day, and I've spoke to you about this, Chris. But um, Tommy in it. I, for for anybody that doesn't really know, who Tommy in it is he. You probably do actually because he is massive. He is absolutely massive. Was he ten mil subs in? His main channel is over 10 mil. He's got another channel that's probably on seven or 8 million yeah, now. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he started off doing Minecraft, but now he started doing like Vlogging. personal vlogs and stuff like that. Yeah. The kid is just smashing it. And there's like, it's very hard to put your finger on what it is, but he is so personable. He is ridiculously personable. He is, he like resonates with that sort of age demographic like you would not believe. And I would personally love to do a football video with this kid. He can bring his mates, Tubbo and all them. Guys. Tom, you're watching? Tom, he can bring all Boom. his mates and we can do a football shooting video in the dome at Watford. I might even let a few in, mate. Actually, let's do one where like, he, he even if he's rubbish for football, I don't care. We'll make it so we do that many takes, yeah, that he's putting them in the top <laughs> corner and I'm just going, what? Oh my God. He can look a million at the end a of YouTube it. A YouTube yeah? video. Yeah, yeah, a proper YouTube video. Yeah, imagine that doing loads of takes. That's yeah. not us, is it? We just do it raw and yeah, natural. Um, where were we? Sorry. <laughs> right, sorry, so, sorry, so sorry. what prompted this podcast, we went to a really interesting YouTube 
se- like seminar. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a sales chat talk yeah. kind of like panel kind of thing. And it was about football and YouTube and how media is changing. And we've kind of put our heads together. Really interesting day. Uh, Sebi was there from Hashtag and Seb on um, Golf. Obviously, you did a little bit there as well. And it kind of just prompted us, didn't it, to think football, the media, the evolution. You've been playing football 20 years. So let's have a chat, uh, just a frank chat about the media what's changed, what needs to change. And that's what we're going to talk about today, basically, is the evolution of, in particular, football media and where it can go from here and what the possibilities are. Because I honestly think that there's still a massive market in football specifically, and it will probably translate to loads of other sports as well, where you can show so much more. You can peek behind the curtains. Like I say, I've, I've started doing it with the Cycling GK where I'll show you more. But I want to see more. I want to see more details. I want to see more data. I want to see people, players behind the, like say, in the change rooms, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, not necessarily as well on a Sky Sports on Sunday afternoon. I don't always want to watch it so clean cut. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to see people in suits. I want to see people with a beer in their hand talking about the game that they're watching in front of you and then yeah. having a bit of idle chit-chat kind of thing. And yeah. I think there's a huge market for it, Chris. I really do. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think really, that, really I think there's there's space for everybody to win. I think there's space for more voices than people traditionally would have expected. And we, I think we'll probably talk about, you know, fan channels and all that kind of stuff. Like, they exist and people watch them because you don't get it from, from other, um, other sources. And I, not to say that other sources aren't, you know, good in doing what they, what they should be doing. But I, I just think that there's a lot of space for other people to, to kind of, take my son, for example. So Louis, my boy, when he watches football, he will have the game on. Okay. And then he will listen to any other YouTuber. He will, he'll literally have all the YouTubers on. He'll have Goldbridge on, he'll have Thogden on, but he will be listening to them talk about the game and it's not always the most like detailed in-depth oh my god so what they're doing is they're playing in a 3-4-3 where he hangs back or he they're chatting they're, they're chatting, yeah. They're yeah, chatting yeah. and it's, it's like personable podcast. yeah like Thog, like my, my son loves Thogden and he loves Thog Dad and it's such a safe space for him as well because they're doing it and I know I haven't got to worry about them swearing because yeah. my son's 12 years old it's brilliant honestly it's absolutely brilliant isn't it and I think that is the bit for me where if we could get a live game being streamed on YouTube, Premier League, for example, yeah. take a Premier League game, live streamed onto YouTube, and then I could choose whoever I want to talk about it, to talk me through the game, explain what's going on, all that kind of stuff. It'd be amazing. Just it would be amazing, it? would be so much fun. I think that, yeah, I think there's a lot of creativity that can be explored with, with digital platforms and partnership with broadcasters, whatever. I just think that there's, yeah, there's a lot of space for people to, you know, find football and, you know, to be communicated in a way that they have always wanted but didn't know that, they didn't exist, basically. The younger generation, our lads are the same age, and <clears throat> it's frightening, not just football. Like, when back in the day, we would play FIFA, like FIFA 98 or yeah. something like that. We would play FIFA and concentrate on FIFA. They play FIFA whilst watching a YouTube video, whilst listening to something else. Like, yeah. Louis, well, Louis plays FIFA. He will be watching somebody open packs on FIFA, yeah. and then he's got his phone, and he's in a group chat. Yeah talking to his mates. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's insane. Like, it's like one isn't enough. Two isn't enough. They yeah. need three different... Yeah, but they can, they can manage it. They can manage it. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It skill is absolutely set. incredible. But look at their skill set. Like, as they get older, they're multitasking. They can they can focus on different things. And I, sometimes. I gen- yeah, yeah, sometimes. They can, but it's amazing. Because, like, how they pick up technology, it's just, it's the world we live in, isn't it? Yeah, they it pick is. up something. Like, Georgie, the other day, picked up my lad, he picked up his phone, and he's like, never seen an editing piece of software, anything, and he's... Got it straight away. He's got some in it, edited some, a video for me, sent it to me, and, and he's put music overlays and stuff like that. And I'm going, wow, 
Do you know what I mean? The world we live in, Tom. I used to do this, uh, this project with the Premier League where they would send me around to, to different clubs during match day and I was hosting like an Instagram story on their, they have a US specific Instagram account. I would literally get on the train to Newcastle in the morning, whatever, shoot stuff in the morning and put it on my computer, edit it all in After Effects because I want like that first three seconds, you can win or lose somebody on Instagram stories or any, like any short platform, right? You can either tell them that this is going to be worth your time or they swipe and move on to the next one. So I'd put hours, literally hours of editing on After Effects to like make the text fly in and music like, come in when the door's shut and all that kind of stuff. Like really just try to engage them kind of like a Casey Neistat style. And then like you can just do all this stuff on mobile platforms now. It's like, it's yeah. actually, for me, it's like that was kind of my unfair advantage. So I, there was a point where I was like kind of disappointed that technology's moved on. And I was like, that's actually so awesome. Like kids can just do this stuff on their phone and they don't need a computer or After Effects or this like crazy intricate editing software anymore. Like, so all I think that's sick. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait until we get to a world that's been designed by people who grew up with iPhones. Like it, everything's going to look different if you've grown up understanding like yeah, technology. It's like and, design, isn't it? Historically, look at design when we start the channel because people will know that thumbnails is an artwork for the Cycling yeah, GK. It's a big really. thing. We all try and mess around with it. Now, if you'd have just said, oh, what's the what's the traditional software? Um, Photoshop? Photoshop. Photoshop. Oh, okay, Photoshop. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So look at Photoshop. Yeah, fo- like Photoshop and to like a layman, me or you would open that software and go, where the hell do I start? Yeah. But now, because we use Canva, we watch some YouTube tutorials and we're flying. By the way, yeah. are you a, you a fan of the thumbnails of the Cycling GK, I'm by the way? Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you, mate. Oh, like he's going to say that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, right, let's just go, go on. So, Ben, you're an old boy in the football world. How have you noticed media change throughout your career. So go back to back in the day when you first started to now, have you noticed a, a change in things? Massively. It's, uh, I think a lot of it, well, not a lot of it, virtually all of it is down to social media and how um, like virtually every, well, every player has access to every single platform now and they're more willing to use it as well. Because I remember even probably even sort of 12, 13, 14 years ago, I was so, I was dead against using social media. I hated it. I had a, tw- I had a Twitter account and I'd use it for personal use. Instagram, same thing, personal use. And I was always that guy that was like, God, oh, don't put it on there. It's crap. Don't put it on there. It's crap. But now it is it, it that's the main source of everything nowadays. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'll go on Twitter and I'll try and find out what's going on in the world. Because yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll go through that. I'll go through Instagram straight away, YouTube studio, obviously straight away. Um, but that's what it is now. And every single player has this little device in their hand where they can see what, and I think at, at times it's bad. It really is bad really, because yeah. especially after games, if they've had a, a, a bit of a bad game or whatever, they'll go straight on Twitter and they'll see all these remarks and they'll so see, name and, exactly. Yeah, but that bad. is that's just part of it. Like people, like players especially, they need to know that it's going to have good times for sure, but there will be a whole load of crap that comes with it as well. It's just whether you're able to manage it or not. But so this, to answer your question, sorry, Tom, is that everything is just so much more accessible. Everything is so much more accessible. So now players have their own platform. Me particularly, I've got Psych GK. I've got my own YouTube channel where if I, whatever I feel like saying about anything, yeah, whatever I feel like saying, I can make a video of it. I can go on there and say, if I want to retire at the end of the season, I'll make a video that says, I'm retired. I'll have a wicked thumbnail. That's, of a, me that's a title. Banger. That's a title. The thumbnail. I've got the Full-time YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, just, just to clarify, this, uh, this isn't an no, announcement. This isn't, no, Chad, we are not retiring. But the thumbnail yeah. would be a banger. There'll be tears rolling down my face, <laughs> the heartbreak. Oh, it'd be it'd be horrible. But like I say I can like so Harry Kane in the summer. Do you remember when Harry Kane was supposed to be leaving to go to Man yeah. City? 
If Harry Kane had his own YouTube channel, right? Jeez. That video, that announcement video where he put it out and he put, I'm staying, yeah? So I the thumbnail straight away, he's got the Spurs badge, he's kissing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big load of love. But the video's heart would be, I'm staying. And that's all he needs to put, right? No, that video. My big decision. It, yeah, exactly. You don't even know what the, yeah. Exactly. Dot, 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 dot. Bit, yeah. It's a banger video. <laughs> like that, it's a banger video, Chris, yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. But this is what I'm saying. We're Like, I think YouTube is the final, basically the final frontier for all footballers and sports people in general because it's such an untapped market. But for us personally, Tom, haven't we? We've seen it over the last year. YouTube is without doubt the biggest deal, the biggest platform, the biggest thing out there I've ever seen. And I've been on Instagram, Twitter, everything all my life. YouTube is the biggest platform of them all by far. You ask anybody, you, you listen to, I was listening to a fella's um podcast the other day and they had uh, a tiktoker on and even he was like he was like oh we went to this uh, we went to the fellas party that we went you know the launch party for spotify and all that kind of great thing. party by yeah, the way it was a great party by the way big up to cal freeze if you're inviting and us ship, yeah, and wicked. ship yeah um and he and he was like oh, you know it's the first time i've got to meet all these youtubers and he's like and you know in the world we live in like youtube is the holy grail and like listening this is a kid coming through he's only 20 years old and he's like yeah. youtube's a holy grail he says like t- everybody's on tiktok and everybody does tiktok but if you're a big youtuber you've made it like any that that this is the world we live in nowadays and i honestly think that going forward youtube is a no-brainer for sports people sorry for talking a lot here i'm talking in one massive monologue by the way but yeah but i do also think though that you don't, they don't all have to be glossy videos and shot perfectly and edited to within an inch of their life. Yeah. With with the rise of YouTube shorts, I think virtually every footballer has got a, something to say after every game. Yeah. So do you, yeah, yeah. Do you like, take somebody like Romelu Lukaku, for example, yeah? If he set his own YouTube channel up, right? He could literally just solely focus on doing YouTube shorts, yeah. right? After the game, 59 seconds, a minute, talking about the game. And then the ball came to me, bang, on smashed pitch, it in the top corner. The buzzing, what a win. Can't wait for another game on Wednesday. But saying it like emotionally and raw, do you yeah, know what I mean? Straight totally. after the game, totally. in his own words, where he's not being coerced to say something that he knows the media won't, might want to listen to. Yeah. That, or off me, the back of an interview that didn't go according to exactly, plan. It's like, I just want to clear it. this up before it even goes anywhere. My own words, this is what I meant. But and our, I think I said it wrong. players too worried about the heat they're going to get. So, Let's say, for example, Romelu Lukaku, what a player, but he doesn't have a decent game. Are then people, you've seen it, you've seen it firsthand. It's brilliant when you're winning and when you're saving penalties, scoring goals and everything else. What if Big Rom has three or four good games, does this, and that talks about it on Insta or whatever it is, YouTube shorts, then he comes up after a bad game. This is is where, he going to back off because of the hate he'll get? This, this is where I think you... This is Stay strong. You have to take ownership of everything. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best bits of advice I will always say to any of the young players coming through is just take ownership of absolutely everything you do. Yeah, Whether yeah. it's your training regime, keeping fit, strength, anything, or how you do on the pitch and how you react after the game, for example. So if you have a bad game, come in, it is what it is. You're not always going to have a good game. You're not always going to have a bad game. You'll go up and down and up and down. It's just the way it goes. But, but you have to own it. You but do have to own it. what about when people blame Ben? So you've seen it. You you play well. You're winning. It's not even you. You might have a good game, but your team loses. And then you'll get a very, very, very small percentage saying, concentrate on football, not YouTube. Yeah, what, again, do you, what do you say to that? Again, exactly that. I, I own it. I, it is what it is. You're always going to get these people. So no matter what happens, yeah? So you'll, you'll never please everybody, first and foremost. You'll never, ever please everybody. So there will be people that love it. There'll be people that are indifferent and there'll be people that hate it, right? 
as long as you know you're doing everything to the best of your ability. So when I go out on a pitch on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, I am 100% focused on doing my job because that's what comes most naturally to me. I've done it for 20 years. When the whistle goes, it's like autopilot. I just go into autopilot and I do what I see in front of me. That's the beauty of it, right? And if something goes wrong whilst I'm doing that, it is what it is. This is what It comes back to me just saying about a minute ago about owning it. You have to just own it, right? And people will want to say bad things and good things and this and that and whatever. But as long as it's, you know what I mean? As long as you're in control of it and it's not taking over any other aspects of your life, you're sweet. You can look yourself in the mirror and like I say, own it. Simple what about you with the channel though? Because your channel is there, there are 10 to 15 minute videos on YouTube. You're there to be shot at. What's the difference between doing what you do and Premier League players streaming all night on Twitch, playing playing computer games. What I don't see I'd, why I'd, I'd people... I guarantee you that the the people who do the streaming, it's far more time consuming than what I do with my GoPro, right? When I so for example, so, so, say like a ten or fifteen minute video or something like that. In total, when I've got that camera in my hand, I guarantee you because they normally only start on a Friday, finish on a Saturday after the game. Okay, in total, I would have that camera in my hand no more. Than 25 minutes. No more than 25 minutes. I guarantee it, right? There'll be football footage in there. There'll be pictures. There'll be intro. There'll be this and that. The rest of it is just little bits and bobs. And I'll have it in my pocket. I'll pull it out now and then. I'll talk about it for about 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Boom. It's like 25 minutes. Literally that. People, it's so efficient. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've gotten so good at like yeah, literally just fair, like, you so rattling through it now. I know what to do kind yeah. of thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'll, I'll get through it. I think people honestly think that I sit there take after take, making sure it's perfect, setting things up like that. It doesn't go like that. It's literally off the cuff and raw every single time. Yeah. And I think that's like, for me, I know that, you know that, but I think a lot of people at home think I'm constantly just like, Rehearsing. stop, stop, yeah. wait, wait. Can you try and put it in the top corner this time? <laughs> just because it'll look better on YouTube. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah. it doesn't work like and that. And what about like... Um, and I don't do any editing, by the way. Super no. Frank behind us yeah. is the guy who does all the Super. editing. So, so <laughs> like, so exactly. So uh, I, I, once all the, everything's been shot, like I'll finish after oh. the game, I put my memory card into my laptop, send all the footage to Super Frank, boom. He sorts it all out from there. And that's it. I do not have to worry about anything Apart other the than thumbnail. the thumbnail. <laughs> other than the most important part. Here's a question for you then, looking at so the media and how it's changing your career. Bad news travels, as we all know, and bad news gets good head get gets get, gets good headlines. However, Who one... gives good head? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> one thing I will say is I think with short form nine by 16 YouTube shorts, TikToks, et cetera, et cetera. People want a bit of positivity and the prime example, and this will have changed when you were in the England setup was the Euros last season. Yeah. Look at the Euros and how the media, uh, it just galvanized the nation and it was positivity. What was it like in your day with England? And I guess, do you wish you were part of that current kind of... All right, before I answer this question, Mackie, right? I want to ask, okay, so in this country, historically, right, we've always had a real big problem between, like, the England football team and the media. It's yeah. always been a little bit of, like, heads butting. Yeah. There's always been a bit of a standoff. There's been a problem. It's like they're always out to catch us or get us or... And there's always been that. But over the last few years, especially, it's like they've, they've found a way to come together and it's been incredible. It has. Brilliant. What is it like in America for for exactly that, for in soccer, for the for the, for the the uh, US national team, in basketball, uh, American football, yeah. all that kind of stuff? What is it like between the players and the, and the media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I 
would probably be corrected by athletes who would have it. I think they'd probably have a yeah, different perspective sure. on this. I think it's way easier in the States where there's more of an understanding that people have a job to do. I think journalists are probably more respective and more forgiving of athletes. And I think athletes are more respected or respective and forgiving of journalists who have a job to do. And I don't think that they're necessarily at odds all the time. Of course, stories happen where it feels like people are being scapegoated or whatever. And I'm sure athletes would probably say that I'm, I'm more wrong here. I have noticed like culturally it's, it is different here. I think maybe it's because the England national team is in a lot of ways, the darling of the country. And, and like when you go to the world cup, that matters. It really, yeah. the U S matters as well, but there are other distractions, other sports going on. LeBron doesn't play in, like for the world cup, all that kind of stuff. So there's like other things for people in the States to, to focus on where here, I think everyone is just obsessed with the England team. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think it's different here um, from how it is in the States, but um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I I have some weird feelings about how media is kind of handled over here. I don't think it's as forgiving as it should be. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Do you know what I love in America is when you see someone like LeBron, for example, and there's like government issues, proper massive governmental issues, and then he will come out and he will say something and he will be like, no, this is what I think. I have a massive platform. I will say exactly what I want to say and he will say it. Whereas in the past, there's been so many occasions where sports people have spoke up about something they disagree with. I don't agree with that, blah, 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 blah. And then you'll have talk show hosts shooting them down. What does he know about? What does that basketball player know about this? Yeah. What? Stay in your lane. It's nothing Shut to do with you. Yeah, exactly like that. It's nothing to do with you. And, and, but now it's got to the point where they will never say that now to these sports people no. because most of the time they speak speak sense and they have the, such a big platform now that if anybody does speak out up against them, they'll get shot down like you wouldn't be. I love it. I think well, look, so at, look at the impact that Marcus Rashford has made. But even exactly. then, concentrate. What was it? Yeah. He had, he had the, maybe you should concentrate on football. Yeah. Like that's affecting his football. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's because I remember, yeah. was it last year, Tyro Mings came out and gave one of the MPs a kick in. Yeah. Didn't he? And I was like, yeah. good on you. Yeah, Billy White as well. Good like I say, all these, all these sports people now, they have such big platforms. Raheem Sterling has done a massive thing as well. It's, it's, it needs to be done. It needs to be said because they associate with the youth of today, the people that, like the people that are growing up to be our future. They're, what, whatever these sports people say now carries a long way. They have their own platform and I yeah. love it. I think it's only a good thing and I think I'd, I'd, like I say I'd just love to see more footballers in particular more sports people have their own channel their own platform of being able to get a message across when they speak it as well because it's all good saying a tweet tweet's fine yeah. but you can read a tweet however you want to read a tweet yeah. when somebody's speaking something when they're saying it and there's a camera on them and they're saying it how they want to say it you can really read into the emotion of it and exactly what it means yeah the people are very close we're probably closer to players now than we have been in many years because of, you look at uh, Prime did a great job with All or Nothing. Um, the England team, the FA, have, have started to really They did really a great job in the Euros, didn't they? Yeah, they, they have. really did a great job <clears> in the But Euros. at the same point, we're probably furthest away from it we've ever been in terms of the, the ticket prices. Yeah, for And sure. then look at now how we watch football. We've got Sky Sports, BT, Prime. You're talking approximately... Hundred pounds a month. Yeah. If you want to watch them all, I know it's, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, like I, I was, you know, I remember being on holiday a couple of years ago, and I was trying to watch a Premier League game on the on the internet. You can't do it. Like YouTube, they they're so clever, mate. They shut it down straight away. <laughs> There's no chance. Like you need to have a subscription nowadays. You know what I mean? Those dodgy yeah. channels. Long gone are the days where those dodgy channels worked. You mean you yeah. have to you have to be subscribed. And There'll it's be a so few links expensive. in the comments here now. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> I can tell. Actually, if you could, guys, just so I could. Yeah. I need some sometimes. Want to watch right? the big fight coming yeah. up? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, but, I actually love in the states. Uh, 
those who might be watching this from back home, like you can watch every single, it might be different a little bit now because I've been out of the States for four years, but you can watch every single Premier League match, every single, there's no 3 p.m. What do you call it? The 3 p.m. Yeah, blackout or what? Yeah, like blackout, yeah. Every single match is, has been televised. I think now they have like a, a streaming service as well, but really? there's no three o'clock kickoff that you miss and then you don't have to go to the stadium or whatever for. So, like, we, so we, we everything's speaking, broadcast. We were speaking a minute ago about um, the zone. Yeah. So there was there was something you were saying about design where um just explain it, explain it because yeah. it, the concept of it was incredible like yeah, so it was fantastic. I think one of the things you want to talk about in a little bit was kind of how YouTube and and media and, and broadcasters work together or 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 if YouTube would ever kind of get into that right space. And so one of the things I was telling these guys about was YouTube and DAZN just partnered up to um, to broadcast women's Champions League rights. So DAZN are the broadcaster. They went out to UEFA and did the deal with like to broadcast rights. So like, they own it. Yeah, so they, they own, own it. The they could put it on TV. They could put it on their streaming platform, whatever. And then they came to us and said, hey, you know, we have the rights for women's Champions League. We want to build this to be bigger. Like women's Champions League is great. But not enough people watch it. Not enough people know about it. And if we get more eyes on the content, then, you know, the the advertising dollars go up and more girls get sponsorship deals and more professional athletes can like girls can become pro players and like just the the sport reach, gets a level reach. up we yeah. just want more, more reach, eyes, basically, more eyes, yeah. more eyes. and so the partnership was that DAZN streams live women's champions league globally on youtube which is like never been done before completely in, in, free yeah completely for free um and i think that is probably not going to happen with premier league but like that is an amazing That's amazing incredible. amazing amazing yeah. opportunity to be able to like put sport in the like in the phones or the living rooms of people globally. I think that like it does a lot for the players, does a lot for the clubs and for the sport as well. So there's a lot about the women's game though, doesn't it? Cause we know we were with righty, weren't we? And he's yeah, a, him, right. Yeah. And he's an, an massive ambassador. But we, we talk about it and um, even the way that it's reported, you look on Sky Sports Centre, you look on live score and it used to be men's football, men's football, league one, league two, Belgian league, women's football, somewhere at the bottom. Yeah. It's changed. Yeah, it's, it and, is. and the games are good. You know, there's good football. And my lad came in the other day and was buzzing because uh, he was like, dad, England are winning 20 nil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the poor Latvians. Yeah. Oh, and the there's obviously Latvians. a little bit of a disparity there, but you've got an 11 year old lad yeah. buzzing yeah. about the sport yeah. and you think that that's only a good thing but that's yeah. the only reason why is because there's more coverage that's the only reason the only way it's going to get bigger though is more coverage it's yeah. as simple as that the reason why 10 years ago there was nothing you'd never heard anything about because there was nothing on the telly there was nothing on Sky you'd never get reported on Sky Sports now it is virtually every other night there's a Premier League game there'll be England games it's yeah. all televised it's absolutely fantastic and do you know what I want to see and I don't know if anybody's doing it at the minute but I want to see a female cycling GK Yes, I want to yeah. see a female version of the cycling GK. Do they have to ride their bike? Well, they no. can do whatever they want. <laughs> but basically, any any female footballer out there, please start your own YouTube channel up. I want to see how it goes. What does it yeah. look like? Is it different to the men's game? Is it exactly the same? But, but show us, please. I want to show that. Expo that's what it's about. Not that kind of exposure. <laughs> but for sure, I want to see how the women's game is run. It's, it's only getting bigger. And I think there's going to be a massive market for somebody to start that YouTube channel and show what it looks like. And if they need any kind of representation or, or help managing the YouTube channel. Yes. Let us know. The Cycling GK yeah, will help you out. No, seriously, you come though, to us, honestly, we will help I mean, you out with whatever you need. Because the Premier League, men's Premier League is is in a certain position. So we were chatting earlier on and the, the disappointing thing for us this season is that we couldn't have GoPro in the goal. Yeah. Now, I understand why. You know, there's so much money kicking about. I get it. I mean, can you imagine Aubameyang's penalty, you saving Aubameyang's penalty on GoPro? That's got... 
10, 20 million views written all over Amazing. it. But, but how, is that, how is that like, why would that be a bad thing to put that on YouTube? Do you know what I mean? Why? I don't get it. Maybe you should have it. just done it. <sighs> you can't do it. You can't. They would have, they would have <laughs> Chris Mackey, by the way, but Chris Mackey is shaking his head. Do yeah. not put that on YouTube, don't, please. Don't do, do not going to put yeah. that. But I honestly think that it's again, oh, don't get me wrong. The Premier League doesn't need more viewers. It doesn't need more reach. It is massive anyway. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to do any harm at least anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I do understand it, but I just think sometimes yeah. just. But what I'm I'm encouraged by the like, the the rights and the highlights are one thing. I think you've proven that like I'll watch you completely away from what happens ninety minutes on the pitch or like in stadium like, uh, uh, rights and and like I can't I'm losing the word uh, like the footage of it, like match yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'll watch yeah, you the match completely. Ones, yeah. So like it, to me, it almost doesn't even matter about the like the ninety minute pack, game of package. It's just like there's so much more yeah. to be told around Just keep football. telling me the story of it. Yeah, exactly. It goes, yeah. And that's where we get into, you know, the, the fan channels or people like F2 doing skills, that kind of like, there's so much more to like explore and, and kind of yeah. be able to stake out that, yes, I would definitely love to see your, your GoPro angle on the save and then reaction to the GoPro or, or if Abba scored that, if he ran up and celebrated, I'm sure he probably would have in front of a GoPro. Like that would have been awesome for sure. <laughs> Jamal Lowe Mark too. Yeah. 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 Kissed Jamal Lowe last year when he celebrated. Yeah, Aubameyang. Well, you sorry. couldn't because he scored. <laughs> sorry, Jamal. I could have done. would have probably blown you out the water. Yeah. But yeah. can you imagine, you can, can you imagine there the amount of bad press I would have got from that though? If my GoPro's in the goal and Aubameyang went and celebrated in front of it and I I put that video out. You do. I'd get so much pelters from yeah, it. I yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. It's, but again, it's what comes with the territory. But this yeah. is the it's what comes with this it. This is the important thing about the women's game because a little bit like MLS, we've talked about MLS before. Yeah. And if if Fozzie did a swan song in MLS, you'd think because it's such a, an emerging league, you'd think that that they'd be on board with GoPro and the goal and look at the lionesses. Well, look, look at look at in America, like they the cameras are allowed in the locker rooms, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. cameras go straight in. Yeah. They're like half naked still. Yeah, and journalists bang. go up to people yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like towels after the showers yeah. and stuff. It's it is a different it's a different experience more access. over there. But more access for sure, I think. Imagine like imagine lionesses having um GoPro and the goal. Yeah, it'd be incredible. What's that going to do for the game? Oh, it'd be incredible. It'll so, be absolutely incredible. That yeah. is a like I say, we need we need the women goalkeeper. We need we need that. To I want to see. Yeah. I want to see a lioness vlogging a major tournament. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's for sure. so much that can be done. Show me, show I think me what the FA have like. done well in in cultivating, especially the past couple of tournaments with the, with the lionesses. They, yeah. I think they've done a good job of like somebody needs to put in the initial time and effort to yep. build the stories, and 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 it's hard, yeah. right? It's not the, the question I want to ask you through all of this is like. I believe that the easiest thing and the hardest thing on YouTube are the same. It's consistency. Like yeah. it is uploading every single week or telling people when to expect an upload. It's the easiest thing you can do. It's also the hardest thing you can do mm. because it's hard to stay consistent. Like I think that that like the, the lionesses or any athlete, like that is ultimately what we, what we face is like after a month, you're just kind of tired of it. Like how many times did you hit it? Like, finish a game and you're just like I just kind of don't want to do this yeah, or did you always or no, did you always I, feel don't like- get me wrong I've all, I always love doing it but there are certain times where I'm just like I don't want to make a vlog this weekend yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. do it this weekend yeah. like I just can't be bothered I just want to go in and chill and not really like you, it's like it's that real life though you have days where you don't want to talk to people yeah, don't yeah, you exactly. and I don't de- I definitely don't want to talk to the camera or I don't want to talk to you or whatever but that's yeah. how it's life goes <laughs> but that is how life goes though do you know what I mean but yeah. like you said I think the, the good thing for the Cycling GK was I always had a video to make because there's always something going on in football, yeah, always. Yeah. And now again, I know I keep coming back to shorts, but the I love the idea of shorts because it's so like 
50 seconds if, if i'm talking for 50 seconds i can talk about anything for 50 seconds <laughs> yeah. like honestly you could give me any, you could give me this like case to your I, I would be able to talk for about it for 50 seconds but people want to see it people want to hear it that's yeah. the, the way that so, it's going is this short form content so what yeah, we'll definitely. do um just looking at it exposure and everything else in the new year we're going to get um some lionesses on the Fozcast for sure and we want to do, I know, F2, Sidemen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do some challenge videos yeah. as well, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Like I say, I've got a little injury at the minute. Hopefully nothing too major. A few, you know, maybe after Jan to January or something. Um, but yeah, hopefully get myself back to full fitness, get playing football. Um, and then boom, we can make some proper videos again. And then right. match day vlogs with the match day vlogs. Obviously, last season when you got an injury, you you weren't playing um, for a number of games, but you can still make the videos, can't you? Yeah. And what I love, and you've seen a little bit with BT, have done uh, a good job over the years, and Copper ninety. Um, I've done a brilliant series away days, haven't yeah. they, Mackie? We were talking about this yeah. earlier on, and basically, uh, you know the host, don't you? Yeah, Ellie um, Mendham. Yeah, he's a, he's a Gift, God's gift to football fans. Very, very, very <laughs> good. But they'll go to um, uh, Galicia and do um, the derby. They'll go to Mallorca. Yeah, they'll do yeah, Argentina yeah. and Boca versus River Plate. I've seen them, I've seen them. And they're brilliant, aren't they? But they're a little bit like what, what Thogden does or, and these are YouTube videos. So like Thogden, um, Spencer, yourself, you go to the Euro finals and... Football's more about the game itself, isn't it? It's more than just that. So you, the game's really important. Then the next day, it's who can get their video out first yeah. and get 2 million views. Thogden because... will get it out first. Thogden <laughs> will get that video Machine. out first. He's ratting on the way over It is unbelievable. Like the Euro final against Italy, he had his video out within half an hour or something. I'm sure of it. Like the final whistle went, he was uploading. It was oh outrageous. The guy is a joke, honestly. <laughs> beast. Jamie, our um, young executive, has got a nosebleed what as we speak. Is going what are here, you doing, Jay? Jimbo? Need to stop Why? picking your nose. Oh, mate. He's all right. Oh, no. Go and clean yourself up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's that boring. Yeah. It's just like, you guys are just boring. Can I have a beer on your way back, yeah. please? <laughs> right, sorry. Young Jamie, who works with us, has just got a nosebleed. So we may, him, we may cut that out. We might, We may not. Okay, we're back in the room. Sorry about that, guys. Jamie has just had to go out. Medical emergency, bleeding out of his nose. You all all right, Jamie? Yeah? You all good? All right, let's crack on. Tom Assey, where were we? We were talking about subscriptions and lionesses. And actually, one of the we, we said about subscriptions, all of them all in is about 100 quid a month if you want packages and watching football. You've got Now TV and options. But the prime thing I find really interesting because we talked about this. Do you consider that a football membership, your Amazon Prime? No, I don't. Do you? No. Have you got Amazon Prime? Of course. For, for next day, for next day deliveries. Yeah. yeah, next day deliveries. Literally Place for next delivery. day deliveries. Yeah. That's it. And no, I don't. I I consider like movies, um, any sports kind of stuff is literally like an add-on, like a wicked add-on kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I'm with you. So, so with Amazon Prime, then what's to stop non-sport broadcasters, non-broadcasters buying up games? Like so, who? with Prime, yeah, you buy your Prime membership for next day deliveries and the shopping benefits. You also get football, which is a lovely little touch. So what's to stop your energy provider, your insurance companies, adding it on? Buying buying broadcasting rights. They haven't got and, a platform though, have they? Yeah, hey, DAZN, YouTube. Yeah. I'm just airing yeah. it on there. 
and like doing a partnership. Some kind of members. There's, you figure it out. I honestly think that YouTube at some point will enter into the sports like broadcasting market. I really do. I think, I think they have to. I think it's a no-brainer. If they can get rights to show some sort of like a certain amount, like, like Amazon do, where they're yeah. allowed like three or four weekends per year of the games, I think YouTube will start by dipping their toe in with something like that. And then they can start offering it out to all the people who do YouTube football. And oh my God, amazing. it will be amazing, mate. Honestly, amazing. I, like I said, I remember when we did that, when we did the um, seminar thing at Google a few weeks ago, and I said, I want to watch the Sidemen talking about the Arsenal game that's yeah, on telly. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal versus Man United, Arsenal v Man City, whatever it is. And I want to see them all having a laugh, having a few beers, Rotashaw dicking about, just like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. KSI kicking off because Arsenal got pumped again. Like all that when kind of stuff. When you make your save, the boys go wild. Exactly. Like, it'd be amazing. Yeah, all that amazing. kind of stuff. I think it will be so like, you'd have, you would get millions of viewers, wouldn't you? Yeah. Millions and millions of viewers. I tell you what people like, Ben, is when um, you played Arsenal, um, unfortunately you didn't get the result, but you had Aaron Ramsdale on the channel and the two of you stood on the pitch yeah. and had a chat about the game and his form and playing for England and everything else. So rather than having a pundit or an interviewer kind of coming on to the pitch after the game, do you think we'll get to a point in football where it's orchestrated that the players then come on and interview each other because well, th this is what I'm talking about with the YouTube shorts. Yeah. This is exactly what I mean with the YouTube shorts. The market for footballers is massive because like you, you, take Chelsea, for example, you've got someone like Mason Mount or yeah. Tammy Abraham or whoever it is, two young kids that get YouTube, get the world, right? Yeah. They've just played a game. They've both played amazing. They've had a wicked game. They've won the thing. They're buzzing their heads off kind of thing. They get their phone out. They're just filming two mates having a chat about the game. Yeah. Like you can, you can literally see it now. Mason going, come on, should we go? Should we just do a quick like YouTube video like buzzing about the game and stuff like that? Yeah, cool. They're doing it there and then. It's literally a case of upload to YouTube, title it, and it's out there for the live masses to see. Yeah. It's, you live can stream, live stream it. So, But what, what happens though when um, I, I believe uh, Declan Rice and Mason Mount are big, big, big mates. So what happens if Chelsea beat West Ham 1-0, they're on the pitch, those two are chatting after the game. Is Declan Rice going to get heat because... Of course he will, yeah. Of course he is will. That fair or is that fair? I'm not saying it's fair or it's right or wrong or whatever, but as long as he's given, given everything in the game, which you know for a fact he would have done, yeah? He's obviously not happy about losing, but there's no yeah. point in going home and crying about it. You know what I mean? You, it is what it is. I say this all the time. Like, once the game finishes, yeah... That's the moment where whatever you've done in the game is the bit that matters. That's the bit that matters. The after bit, worrying about it, crying about it, getting upset is not going to help you, you. You hear and see comments of you shouldn't be out at the movie theatre. You should be practising your free kicks or something. At like you know, seven o'clock after a game or something. Ben, you should be focusing. You should be at training rather than doing this and more that. Dives. Or, Do more dives. More dives. Yeah, Just dive. Go and yeah. dive around. <laughs> you, sh you should be upset about this. But if the kind of certain percentage of fans got their way and you went home and cried into your Watford beds you know bed sheets yeah. and stuff it's not healthy no you don't heck want, no surely you want a player the management the ownership the fans want a player to go do you know what gave it everything we wiped the state clean we go into training on Sunday on Monday we work hard 
That's it. But I think if, if you did have a Mason That's the Mount, most generic footballer thing to say after a game yeah. ever, by the way. No, but, that's horrible. No, that's no, what people always came out. You no, it isn't. No, no, that, I'm not that, saying they come out and say it, but that's what you do, though, No, no, it? no, no, that's what people say. That's what footballers say. People don't want that. They want them to say, like... Yeah, literally, we, we, I'm absolutely gutted. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's not the end of the no, world. That, that, it is what it but is. The reality is that is what you do, though. You, do, you don't say it, but what you do is you play a match. If you don't win, that's it. That one's done. That one's parked. We go into training and we work hard. That's what you do. I know, but I think people just want to see a little bit more honesty of, yep, yeah, absolutely gutted, didn't win. But do you know what? Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've got a day off tomorrow. I'll recover. I'll have a lovely chill time at home with my family. Go and yeah. take the dog for a walk. Take the kids to the park, the playground. Go for some dinner with the missus. Boom. It's going to be a lovely Sunday, everybody. All the best. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I would that love would it. Be amazing. I, I, I agree with you. I think it, it's difficult for, and again, I'm totally unqualified to say this, but I think it's, it's still difficult for an athlete fresh off of a loss to come out and be like, oh yeah, like, you know, we didn't play as well as we hoped to. We worked on all these things in training and didn't work out, but we still never see really in like very seldom do we see in a post-match interview, like that sitter, man, I can't believe I missed that. Exactly that. And it's like, there if that you go. was the bit, yes. then, I, then I don't think that, I would hope that fans would be like, all right, you know what? Fair play. Yeah. Like, I don't like he the fact that he's- on purpose, did no, he? I don't, I don't like moment. the fact that yeah. he's doing this, you know, post-match, whatever on an Instagram or whatever it may be, but- Fair play to him because he's honest about his... Yeah, I totally like, agree. This is what I'm... T- I know I keep banging on about it, but the YouTube shorts. This is where... This is their moment. I did not tell him to say this, No, by the way. I don't know, but I think it's a, it's a perfect platform yeah. for him because it's you with your phone. You're not trying to film it with a GoPro at any angles or anything like that. Yeah. It's just you walking around the pitch, maybe. It's you getting... Just got in your car. Yeah. Just got in my car. We've won 2-0. I am over the moon. Oh, oh, what a game. The lads are incredible. He was man of the match. Did you see it, by the way? The way... Oh, my God. You don't understand the technical ability takes to be able to do those little nuggets of insight those tiny little bit of raw emotion that you can still see coming out of them like that's the bit that people it genuinely hooks into people it does and they'll see it and they'll go oh do you I want to see more people do that do you think yeah. it would become normal though and I, I'd keep using the example but Declan Rice and um, Mason, Mason Mount. Mount yeah if after a game they came on and like because I think people were a little bit surprised when you said to like Aaron Ramsdale well done mate great game well done please for you kind of thing yeah it doesn't, do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you don't give a shit, does no, it? No, it only becomes normal though when more people do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you, you have, have to normalise it. But it has it. to, it has to be, start becoming like more and more frequent, popular. Yeah. People doing it all the time. And then that's when people can really start to own what they want to put out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, you, you get, we get so many media requests at football to, they've got this guy wants to do this with you or this company want to do that. Same media. questions every time. All the same stuff. Like they're not content creators. They're not. It's generic stuff that will go out on the big platforms, like the big Sky Sports or the big Amazon or whatever. Whereas if they've got their own platform, if for, for me, for I can put what I want out. I can yeah. say what I want to say. I can put, do a, if I wanted to do a football video with some of the lads at Watford, I'll grab them and do it like whenever I want kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the beauty of having it. And I th- honestly think that so many more people are going to start getting, we've started to see a lot more footballers doing it as well. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. it has started a bit more, hasn't it? I think the consistency thing that is still difficult, but hopefully I think that shorts could make that easier for create or do it on Instagram, do it on TikTok, whatever. But like, I think the consistency bit in creating content is always the hardest part. And as a footballer, any tool that can make that easier for you is a good thing. Yeah. So hopefully I think generationally there's a, there's a generational shift of we need footballers to come into the first teams who grew up with this stuff and know how to use the tools and, and feel passionate about creating content. That's one, that's step one, but also you, you need to be able to arm them as platforms with tools that they can use without needing editors and, you know, expensive equipment and stuff to actually make the content. So I think 
generationally, we're only just now getting to that starting bit. We've yeah. literally had to wait, whatever it is, 15 years of YouTube being a thing, social platforms coming for young kids to grow up with cell phones, to then make it to first team, to be yeah. confident yeah. enough as first teamers, to yeah. like starters, to be able like to have the leash to make this content. It's not good enough to just be like coming through and like you, you don't have the leash to be able to yeah. go make content and not I, have I, to I, do Don't get me wrong. Heat. I don't think every footballer is going to do it, but you've got to, you've got to have the confidence to want to do it and be yeah. able to do it as well. Yeah. You've got to be able to hold a camera and talk. Like you've got to, you've got to know that what you're putting out isn't going to get you in hot water. But yeah. again, it comes back to owning it. Do you know what I mean? As long as you, what you're saying isn't like madly, wildly, yeah. like crazy, inappropriate, inappropriate well, controversial. It's, that is literally what I, I love working with you so much because I think you're still breaking down these barriers of like, you don't need to have something massively world-changing and insightful to say every time. Just show, like literally, we're talking about ketchup at lunch and then we're meeting chef and Basla's gonna get us there in 20 minutes. And <laughs> Basla. Like, it's like, that. that is awesome. And I think previously it's like, oh, well, what do you have to say? You don't have anything to say, then don't make a video. Like why, like, wh- yeah. why would you be starting a YouTube channel? Like, what's the message? And I think there's still pressure. People still feel pressure of like, every time I put up a video, it has to be world changing yeah. or it has to be great no, or whatever. It it's like, just it can people, just be, people, people just want to see, see people being and themselves. And they want to yeah, see, yeah. they want to see the hotel we're staying at. They yeah. want to see walking into the stadium. They want to see yeah. on the pitch. Or hearing these stories of you, you know, in the England camp, whatever it may be. Like, like that. we were talking about Casey Neistat earlier. That dude, I'll sit down and watch, tell a story from put a video 15 day, years ago. Yeah. yeah, but he's just a master storyteller. I know Frank's like, nodded. Frank's the biggest YouTube like <laughs> geek in the world. He loves yeah. it. He, if, a Frank, if a new Casey Neistat video comes out, he's seen it. It's yeah. it, yeah. It's just, the, it's the magic storytelling. And there's so many, so many players who, even if they do nothing with, uh, like anything related to the team or the travel or any like anything sexy that fans don't get to see. It's just storytelling, just a podcast. Fans will still watch that because they just have stories. But it's to be changed. Told. It's changed. Like football, the way you watch football has changed. Like when you tune in and say like Monday night football or Sunday afternoon game or something like that. I don't know about you, but I just get a little bit bored of the same faces having the same disagreements. Yeah. And I just want to see a little bit more. And I know you like to watch the watch alongs. Yeah. As a professional footballer, will you listen to an amateur's opinion and will it hold a similar weight to an ex pro? Yeah. For example, if Thogden or Spencer is talking about a game and then you've got Rio and Roy Keane, talk about that dynamic. Yeah, okay. So I think. Uh, Gary Neville said something really, really clever a few years ago when he first started. He was talking about the fans and he said, fans aren't stupid, you know. Fans know what they're talking about. And he's completely right because I guarantee you some of these fans, some of these people that do the watch-alongs, you know, Goldbridge, the um, the kickoff, you know, Thogden, Thogden, they watch much more football than I do, than you do, wow. than you do. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. it, yeah? Yeah, yeah? They watch football on a Thursday night in Latvia, in bloody Macedonia. Thogden in- watches Everything. 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 They watch everything. And not only at James Alcott. James Alcott's really good. Yeah, Same very, 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 good. very good. Very insightful. Very, very clever. He's my, they, one of my favourites. They, they know what they're looking at, yeah? So they know about team formation. They know about shape, what players' roles are. They know absolutely everything, yeah? Certain, like, don't get me wrong, I've played football for 20 years, so I, I'm very good at knowing what players should do at certain times and blah, Sorry. blah, blah. But when it comes to that side of it, I honestly think these guys are more in the know than what I am because... I don't think I'm built to be a manager. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'd never be a manager. I wouldn't like to be a manager because I don't really get that side of it. I don't understand why that shape would be important or blah, 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 blah. blah. I know what people should be doing at certain moments, but they really do. They get it. They understand it. 
I think that's there's an interesting role for FIFA and football manager of like giving people sure it's not the same as going out and managing a team and the and personalities and that kind of stuff but like I think you get to see reps of a four three three against in like like I don't know a false nine or whatever like if you actually care about the tactic side of things and and seeing how formations play against each other you don't have to go wait for a Sunday to to coach a team every single week and only get what is that fifty two games and potentially in a full year like you can literally play fifty two games of FIFA in a week yeah. and get like kind of simulate how that would like, yeah. so I think that the, the education and co- the like footballing opinion, while it's not the same, of course, from a tactics point of view, like there are other outlets now with, with games and that kind of stuff where you can start to see the role of like a Ronaldo, a speedy wing. Yeah. Or, or Football against, manager and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Against yeah. a, uh, I don't know, a PC wing back or, yeah. Yeah, or, or sorry especially- to answer your question. Sorry, what you were saying. So for me, yeah, it does like these guys, these, these guys opinion carry just as much weight as the Rio Ferdinands and the Roy Keynes and especially like, like AFTV, Richards, exactly. Like AFTV, for example, where it's Arsenal specific or, or Mark Goldbridge on the United stand. Like when we had Mark in, we asked him a couple of questions around United and players and stuff because he is an absolute expert. The only, the only, the only thing I would say is a, is a slight difference is the pundits on telly have to be a little bit impartial. They have to be. They have to be a little bit neutral. When you're watching a dedicated fan site like Arsenal Fan TV or Mark Goldbridge, emotion will inevitably come into it, yeah? I don't know. You've seen <laughs> so Gary Neville and Carragher when they... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, like you say, you're looking at frigging you know, Roy Keane and... Yeah, but here's the, another the question for you then, having about Man United recently is just, don't get me wrong, but people want to see this. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a symptom of the society that we live in nowadays. People love to see arguments and society and scandal sorry and like people butting heads and stuff they love to say it and it's, it, that's a little bit sad in a way it can feel but, contrived though yeah for when sure sometimes you go okay well Gnav and Jamie Carragher are going to disagree again do you know what I'd love to see on, on a soccer Saturday or a YouTube video Simon Jordan I want Simon he's Jordan because I guarantee you whatever he's talking about he will be able to back it up with stats facts details the, the, like some of the words he uses I'm thinking what does that mean what on earth does that mean but he is so he he says it so well and in such a way where he could be talking about dog shit and I would believe him <laughs> I'm, <laughs> on board. Literal dog I'm on board shit. Yeah. yeah I will buy that alright Simon well he, done like I listen to the radio and like I'll listen to talk sport and I think I've formed my own opinion yeah right and that might be a Martin Keown Travis Sinclair um, it could be Jack Wilshere yeah, or something Tim like White, that and whatever. I'm like I'm yeah. on board with what they say then Simon Jordan comes in and I wouldn't like to be in an argument with him because you'd never ever no, win you're losing. not because not because he's that guy but because he puts it out in such a way that you think can't argue with that fair point yeah and the reason you've given is a fair point actually yeah I agree yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like he's he's very we need to get Simon Jordan on the podcast Simon Jordan be world class massive yeah. fan of Simon Jordan Simon Jordan for PM if you ask me if he was our if he was our Prime Minister this country <laughs> would be in a much better state be I guarantee it'd be fair it'd be fair and he would explain exactly what he is doing and why he's doing it as well well I think with the mainstream though because we talk about like um, some of the characters on there and they're great uh, one thing I picked up on recently which um I feel strongly about. I want to hear your opinion because your yours is the one that matters. When Rio was talking recently about winning titles and steering, to, you know, teams to titles, and he he basically said, when Jamie Carragher talks about titles, I mute it. And I think this is what's wrong with with the mainstream. There's there's still that elitism because when you get the fans talking and it's like, let's get fans. We're all sat on the stage. You're all sat down there, and 
they, they give fans snippets. So, but- so equate this into a business world, Mackie, right? If you get a new YouTube manager come in, right? And he goes, right, guys, um, I've just left this company where we wore, where we won business of the year, online platform of the year, blah, 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 blah. So literally everything you think you know, I know a bit more and I know better because I Great won analogy. it all. Yeah. So yeah. what would you be thinking of a guy if they came in and they sat down and said that to you? I'd just be curious if he's, if he's ever made it and uploaded a YouTube video. It's a, it's a different... It's a, it's a, not to say you but can't have other experience that brings yeah brings a valid validity to the table yeah. but i think there's something about the journey that that everyone should yeah but like when, yeah. Rio, when rio's saying you can't talk about that unless you've won a title does that mean that only elite level england players internationals can, can commentate on top league football no, that's top what level i mean football. I, 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 i'm so I've, boring at that yeah, point exactly <laughs> or is that because he was trying to dive into the minutiae of winning titles i i'm i'm sure he was just trying to have i'm sure he was just trying to have a laugh i'm hopeful i'm hoping he's trying to have a laugh but, mm. but no no I, i'm sure even he doesn't believe that because yeah. it does that's not the way the world works it doesn't work like yeah. that you need opinions and everybody's entitled to their opinion and whether you agree with it or not right and whether you can say well i've won it so i know more than you I, maybe but then again maybe not but either way this other person still has an opinion on it so why don't you just listen to it and then explore it and talk about it a bit and that's uh, i think that's probably again a symptom of the society we live in where everybody is like so no i want to do it this way and that's it it's as simple as that and it doesn't work like that does it it doesn't no 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 i get that there's big characters in the part I, what i do like about this because it feels like i'm being a bit negative here what i do like about sky is that a little bit like what you do on the channel there are characters building and it does feel like a bit of a uh, a sitcom or soap yeah, opera yeah, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. go okay you got Roy Keane back up yeah you know yeah. you've got different characters evolving there then you've got Michael Richards Michael Richards could have his own YouTube channel <laughs> Micah yeah. Richards would be belting. If Micah yeah. Richards did watch-alongs on, on, with, oh a, with a live God, game. I'm watching everyone. I'm watching everyone. He'll be on the sofa. Funny. He'll have Joe Hart next to him. Like They'll be getting absolutely munted on booze and beers. <laughs> the best thing about, It'll like, be incredible. Like the Monday Night Football, the best bit is when you see clips. They've, obviously, they, they're getting smart. They're really good at it. Yeah. Obviously, they're very smart. But what they're really good at, they're starting to clip these things of behind the scenes. And like I watched one the other day, and you've got like Roy Key. Oh, uh, no, there was like Micah Richards, Alex Scott, like the dynamic there is world class. Yeah. And then you just got the behind the scenes banter and stuff. And I just love it. And yeah. I just want to see but more that's what, and that's more. That's exactly and more. That. It's the behind the scenes. People think they're this polished thing that like, as soon as the cameras roll, it's like bang. And, but that's, they think that's what they are 24 yeah. seven. They're not, they're just normal folk, normal people that they have a job to do and they look a certain part, but I just want the, the finished product, the finished package to just be a little bit more relaxed. Bit more real, a bit yeah. more real. So when Personal. will we see? When will we see one of the big boy pundits break away from the comfort of, of a probably a very very well paid job and go? Do you know what, Gary Neville? Let's say I'm going to start my own YouTube channel and I'm going to do it, and it's going to be me because although they've got some really great characters, these pundits can come and go, as we've seen Richard Keys, Andy Gray. You know, they're disposable. Yeah. And the network will give give people certain exposure, and they'll give them their own little show. Give them stuff. A little bit but of ultimately, rope, no, it's about so Sky, it's about BT, it's about Prime, and then you've got these people with it. Who will be the first to go? I'm going to do my own thing. It will be it will be when YouTube 
start buying rights up to football matches. It will. It will be when YouTube start buying rights up to football matches and you can view them on telly. And then these guys will do their own thing, their own channel, and they will get millions of views. They will get millions of views. It will. That's the only thing it's waiting for. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting. I think the the I think as a platform, YouTube works really well with with the broadcasters. Like the Champions League final is broadcast in the UK live on on YouTube as well. That through, does, through by BT. the way, that DAZN thing that you were talking about, I think that's incredible. Yeah, the fact yeah. that they've they they've paid a lot of money for the the rights to this the Women's Champions League yeah, final, definitely. but then they've gone. No, we we believe that women's football should be seen this by the masses. Better if, yeah. if so, we can so let's put it on your platform for free, yeah. completely for free. We don't want no money for it. You don't want to pay anything. We don't want to pay anything. Let's put it on your platform. Everybody can watch. That's incredible. Though. I love that. I'm a big fan of that. DAZN must be, they must be a very forward thinking company if they're doing things like that. Yeah, I think I think that kind of stuff is exciting. Like there there are partnerships where everyone can win. So yeah. that sounds like, I sound like a spokesperson there. No, but, that's good. But no, legitimately, that's like, so that. if we're talking about a, a Gary Neville starting his own channel and being able to benefit off that, or, or like at what point does that value exchange like turn in his favor? I'm not really sure. I think it does make it easier if there are partnerships where those with the rights want to be able to put them on a platform where other people can see it, whatever it may yeah. be. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I shouldn't necessarily. It, it would be a tipping point of Sky are paying in 2 million quid a year. <laughs> And yeah. he has to work within the constraints of whatever Sky set him. Yeah. Or you do your own thing, can say what you want, do what you want, turn up when you want, you wear get, what you are want. Are you going to get the access? Exactly. Because yeah. I watched the videos, the overlap's decent, and they've, uh, they're they now doing it in a more relaxed environment. Excuse me, and they have Frank Lampard on. Yeah, it was know. good. Yeah, it was good. In his pub. Really good. Yeah. In the pub. Yeah. Um, really relaxed kind of thing. But then the, your mind starts, because we do what we do, then your mind starts ticking and going, this is good. What I want to see them doing is this at 7 p.m. Yeah. having a few bevvies. Yeah, then let's see where the conversation goes. Yeah, boom. Because then it becomes even more real. Yeah. And these guys know each other really well. <laughs> really yeah. well. Of yeah. course they do. Yeah. And I want to hear the little nuggets, the little the little bit of info that no Do you remember knows. that time when exactly we were at that. camp and blah, exactly blah, blah, Exactly that. That's exactly yeah. when we were in camp. <laughs> Band camp. <Yeah. laughs> there was one time. <laughs> take the boy out of America. Although Mackie picks up, he's got all the British sayings down, haven't you? I got laughed at yesterday. So I was at the uh, Barcelona women were playing at Arsenal last nice. night and they played at the Emirates. And so I was there with a couple of people from DAZN and the Arsenal, Arsenal. And they turned around and were laughing at me because of, like my accent had completely changed. I'm just trying to, I don't know. As long as I don't get to the Casey Keller point, I love Casey, but like his accent is in a bad way after really? like, yeah, it's it's a weird like hybrid. Oh, so. hybrid accents. Do you know what the, the best, worst one? Don't, are you going to say Joe Barton when he went out to France? That was a bad one. <laughs> bad. Do you remember that? That was horrific. Steve McLaren in Holland. So for it me. It does something to players. Uh, it does. It's horrible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Horrible. It does something to players. Now the best one for me was Dietmar Haman back in the day. Really? I did Newcastle. Oh, Liverpool, he's been all over oh, the shop. German, oh, yeah, all over the shop. Casper Schmeichel's is um, yeah, is he's not bad. Do you know what? Yeah. Remember, Idegger Johnson used to play for Chelsea. He, yes, his he was English. Like he's Icelandic, right? And I'm sure he obviously spoke just fully, fully Icelandic at some point. But because he's been over here for so long, Bolton, Chelsea, his accent was incredible. You listen to him; he's an Englishman. Yeah, he's literally yeah, yeah. just an Englishman. It's incredible. Yeah, it's so funny. I love that. That's completely off topic, right, anyway. So, yeah. but let's look at. Because I think the mainstream is shifting and it has to shift. Um, it is evolving. And I, I think on the whole, they're doing a good job, but it it will always be different to YouTube and, and what you do and creators like yourself. But let's look at 2022 and onwards. What do we want to see in the media from football 
next year and and going forward? What what kind of stuff do you want to see moving forward in football, Ben? Because we've talked about which we were going to keep a very very close to our chest because we thought we were going to make a trillion quid from it. But like metrics during matches, I the, we Mackie we were speaking about this earlier, and it's it's a belter, isn't it? Yeah, I honestly yeah. think this is like this will be. Game changer, a genuine game changer. Do we so, want to put this in the pot? No, sorry. Yeah, damn right we're putting it in the pot, right? So I want to see. So like, say say we're watching a football match, right? Yeah. All the all the players that nowadays they wear these vests, don't they? Right? They're, they're, the vests have got like a, a GPS tracker in it. They've usually got a heart rate monitor in it as well. So they know all the data, all the details. Do you of, wear one of those? No, goalies don't actually wear one. To be fair, <laughs> get you on covered yeah. 0.2 you can, you can kilometers. Like a, you can have a wrist one or something. Uh, oh no, yeah, I'm just chilling. You, you, honestly, you I've, have I've actually, worn your heart rate monitor in a game. I've wore, I've, I, so one video we did where I wore my Garmin heart rate monitor in the game, and then at, then when we were showing the GoPro footage, we overlaid, yeah, we yeah, co- yeah. we correlated from what I was showing on screen the actual moment to what my heart rate was at that moment in Sick. time and it was actually really interesting yeah, like as a goalie you don't you don't very rarely get even over 100 beats per second because you're just chilling it's not down to the physical sometimes it's not that is it think about when you get raging yeah when yeah. one of the kids has done something it's meant that will raise your heart rate yeah, of as well. It will. Yeah. yeah, it's physiological stress. So it does, it raises your heart rate yeah. but I want to see so, so I want to see for example all the live metrics as it's happening on telly. So if we're watching, I don't know, say take Harry Kane, for example, Harry Kane's like 70th minute. I want to know what his heart rate is in that 70th minute. Yeah. If he's just been like back to the wall defending, if he's been on a few mazy runs, what's his heart rate look? Boom. He gets a penalty. Yeah. It's the 90th minute of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 90th minute of the game. The referee blows. What is his heart rate at that moment in time? Does it spike? Does it settle down when he's about to walk up, take the penalty? Is his heart rate chilling? Is he like off the scale? Versus the goalkeeper. Versus the goalie. So yeah. you've got Alisson Becker in goal, for example. What's his heart rate saying compared to what it normally is? Is it higher than it what it normally is? Yeah. That for me is like next level. That I stuff is sick. next level. I, I'm like I, I'm not I can't claim to be a huge F1 fan, but I'm definitely a product of the Netflix show, right? Yeah. I never grew up with it, never really cared about it. Like I will now sit down and watch races. Their like overlays make it so much better than just watching people like watching and waiting for a crash or for the final yeah, lap, yeah. right? That's kind of like my experience with F1 previously. But now like all the like you see gears and you see like acceleration and like this cat mouse game of trying to pass somebody, is he on the brake? Is he on the like like it is fascinating to see how they can add a layer of graphics and like data to that to make it far more interesting than just watching yeah, cars just watching go around. cars go around it would, it would be the exact same kind of thing of like is he could could we see his uh could we see hurricanes um like breathing is, is he taking deep breaths is exactly like how many breaths per second yeah exactly slowing everything down or is he yeah. like kind of freaking out all it'd that be, kind of they do, they do it in cycling don't they they literally do that in cycling it's called like velo viewer or something isn't it like that yeah, yeah. where you can see you can see what power they're putting out at that exact moment in time you can see their average power you see their heart rate you can see absolutely it makes everything. it so much more engaging do you remember when so like our mate Teo won the zero yeah and He's riding up the hill and he's got his like lead out guy. Was it, was it, was it, was it um, Ghana or was it, no, uh, no, when they went up that big climb, was it uh, Rowan Dennis or Ghana? One of the two. Oh, yeah. And it's it like, um, and it was like a 40 Dennis, minute climb. Was, yeah. And on the screen there, we ring, we're like on the phone to each other going, this is like two and a half weeks into like a three week stage race. And Rowan Dennis is riding at 380 watts I know. at this moment. And you're going, wow, wow. Whereas if you didn't have that on the screen, you kind of going, Okay, cool. He's just they're, riding up, a, riding hill. up yeah. a mountain. They look tired. He's riding it's up like, a hill. Yeah. yeah. But it, it. it makes it so much more interesting, doesn't it? It does. And then also you can see, you can see, I want to see like 
I, I literally live data of how how many miles they've ran in that game. Yeah. How many high intensity sprints they do have, they have it, don't they? They oh, do yeah. have the GPS, when they come off, they'll say yeah. oh, he's covered eleven kilometers. But it's like that's a bit that's, late, that's, isn't it? Yeah, but even that's like the basics. That's bare basic. Yeah. Like yeah. these GPS trackers nowadays, they can tell you how many how many sprints you did. Like how how much of your high intensity work was done sprinting? Yeah, how how many minutes did you spend in the red zone? Like heart rate one hundred and fifty. Will this plus, ever happen because plus. of because of the date is quite um, important to the I team? Yeah, but this so. is this is. But again, it's one of those things of you'll only see it if it starts happening. So the more yeah. it happens, the more it starts becoming normal. Do you think players would allow it though? Because they could again. Players that, ain't got a choice. No, the clubs, they, they the will have to. League, they will have a choice. I'm sure they will because it's a very personal thing, isn't it? It's, but it's true. But if if a company is a, if a massive massive <laughs> company is willing to come in and pay whoever X amount of hundred millions and then that transcends into the club getting more money, which means the players get more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something that's just part and parcel yeah. of that's why, like as, as footballers, we have media obligations. So every week we have to do probably one media thing where we'll turn up to something. We'll turn up to a school, a hospital or something like that. And don't worry, it sounds like we're mercenaries and we're, <laughs> we're just getting made to do it. Like a lot of us actually quite enjoy doing that sort of stuff, but that's part and parcel of your job nowadays. Yeah. You have to be able to do this kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, in, that's really interesting. But that that's one, the big thing we want to see in 2022 and beyond. is a bit um, more details, a bit more data and a bit more behind the scenes yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. I think everybody's cl- clocking on massively. Man City, for example, are very, very forward thinking yeah. in their social media. They they show so much more and are willing to do so much more yeah. with the players. YouTube, Liverpool do a good job as well, they've, to be yeah, fair, don't they? Yeah, they've been so good. Yeah, Liverpool, years. they do. Like, like all the FIFA reveals and stuff like that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. People want to see that. They want to see the dynamics and who's friends with who and all that. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see boardroom negotiations. Oh, imagine. Can you imagine? I want to see if I, if I go out to America, Mackie, when I go out to America and I do my final year out in America, right? I am taking my GoPro into the boardroom, right? And I'm meeting, <laughs> and I'm meeting Chad, whatever his name is. The, the, Don the, Garber. Yeah. The, the GM of, um, of LA, whoever. And I'm talking about, no, I want, you know, I want this. And he's going, no, but we're, we're, oh, we want I'm this. I'm doing your deal, aren't I? Oh, yeah, we'll both do it together. Okay, we'll okay. both do it together. And then, I'll film it. Yeah, you can film it, both. <laughs> and then, yeah, but all that kind of stuff, signing on the dotted line and blah, 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 all yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Literally turn it, how do you feel? Buzzing, buzzing. It's warm. <laughs> I can ride my bike, it's warm. Oh, and I play football as well. I don't mind a bit of football. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, golden. No, it'd be amazing. <laughs> and and uh, is, there, is, is there anything else you want to see? I mean, I, I know what I want to see. I want to see people vlogging at the major yeah. tournaments. Yeah. We've got World Cup next year. Yeah. I want to see King of Kong vlogging the World Cup. Exactly. I want to see Lionesses vlogging the World Cup. I want to yeah. see uh, little mini vlogs after every game. I want to see fan cams in the stadium. Yeah, boom. It's, exactly that. All that kind of stuff is just... Yeah. But it's so easy to do. I just genuinely think people are, are, are scared that... But how will I do it? How do I do it? Like, again, YouTube shorts, you don't need an editor. You don't need anything. You yeah. do it on your phone. Yeah. You press upload. You put a title and that's it. It's as simple as that. It's the easiest thing to do in the world. But the insight, what you offer fans from yeah. that little minute of nugget, yeah, your own personal view, emotional view, boom. It's, it's gold. I saw recently, to, to most people, well, no, I don't think to most people it'd be boring. Daniel Sturridge has just signed for Perth Glory, right? Yeah. And I saw some socials and stuff and he's going, basically, he was in his hotel room and he was quarantining for a week, 10 days. And he basically did like a 30 second tour and he was like, this is my gym within my hotel room. This is like where I'm eating and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, like Daniel Sturridge has had a really interesting journey in football. Really interesting journey. 
And then you go, now he's at Perth Glory. I've been to Perth. We've got family in Perth. And you kind of go, I want to see this. Yeah, what does it look yeah. like? Show me what your day-to-day looks like. Is he out there on the wind down having a swan song? Or is he still driven? Because he's not 36 years old, no, is he? Sure. He's no, younger than that, 30, isn't he? Three, two, three, maybe, yeah. something like that. But is he on the beach all the time? Is he having barbecues every day? Is he driving fancy cars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly that, though. What are the training facilities like? What is it like behind the scenes? What's the kit man like at yeah. Perth yeah. Glory? Do you and, I mean? and for the clubs, for the league, as someone who used to work at MLS, like that is very, very valuable market. Like that for, for people back home, for his fans to see here in the UK of like, oh, actually Perth, they've got an amazing training facility or their stadium is unique and cool. Like that's yeah. how you build fans that are not able yeah, to go to yeah. the games, whatever. Like People it, have a perception about the A-League. Is the A-League, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And you might think like, do what's their training facility like? How yeah. professional is it? So yeah. so in America, right? So um, all the clubs, they're, they're franchises, yeah? Yeah. yeah all yeah. the soccer clubs are franchises, right? And when they play away games... They have a, so basically they'll fly to an away game because every game's a flight, isn't it? Every game is a flight to an away game, but it's just a general bog standard charter plane, isn't it? It's like a, it's like getting on a Ryanair plane, okay? This is, this, I think this has changed, but it's not always, no, it's not always a charter even. Sometimes okay. it's, there's a certain You're getting on with other people. Certain players certain, going first class. This is yes, what I was yeah, coming yeah. on to. So there, there's a, in to. the past, it, this could have changed, but in the past it's been that there's a quota of, because some players or some owners would just buy a private jet and their team flies first class on all that. the time or in, on a PJ all the time. And then some owners would say, no, like travel budget is too much. Like they can just fly and whatever. So in the past, there's been a league quota where clubs have a certain number of, outside of the playoffs, clubs have a certain number of, uh, charter like charter days that they use, I guess. And aside from that, you're on like Delta or really? American Air or whatever. So like literally, there are. I'm sure that if we can find MLS players from the past decade, I'm sure Jimmy Conrad would be great for this. Like talking about, yeah, I was sat next to like Robbie Keane and then like Sue and like we're going like New York to LA or whatever maybe. Like, Robbie Keane and Karen. It's like the American version of getting on a Ryanair flight, yeah? yeah like yeah, yeah. Uh, like Planes are a little jet. bit better than that, I'll say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like literally flying with public. Is, yeah. it, has, it, has it ever been known or heard of of there being any exceptions for big names? Uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Beck's always had a front. Uh, All right, well, I'll answer seat. the question for you then. <laughs> so I heard anyway right, oh, okay. that Beck's Bex definitely had a private jet, his own private jet to get to an away game, for example. So every, every away game? Beck, David Beckham can't fly on a commercial flight to anywhere. He can't. Take the lads with you at least. He can't. <laughs> but yeah, but like it'd be one of those push runs where it's only got like six or seven seats. But then it's like, you can't pick one or two of his busy mates and go, unlucky lads, we'll see you there in like a day or so. Gonzalo yeah. Higuain, he's travelling first class. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, but that's why I heard anyway, I heard that Bex would, um, he would have his own plane and he would leave whenever he wants and he'd meet the lads at the hotel. Yeah. And like, they would, be, for sure. they would be, in like the the bog standards, he would be on the penthouse in the top somewhere as well. Like I yeah. want to see, I want to see the journey of a hood rat from Lillington going to <laughs> going to Miami. Mate, I'm a man of the people. I'm getting oh, okay. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I am yeah, sitting yeah. next to Sue and Bob yeah. and John and all. When those we finish this podcast, he goes back to his own office, and yeah, we all just exactly. have to share a like yeah, yeah, yeah. six by four. So Everyone sits here. Ugh, yeah, muck. I love almost invariably every single winter there's some club that is stuck on it like literally they had a layover or like stuck at the airport because all the flights were cancelled yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's always Chicago but it feels like to me it's always Chicago because they get a ton of snow and a massive airport so everyone has to fly through Chicago but like invariably there's always an MLS club that's stuck on like an eight hour layover or flights kept getting cancelled so you've got like literally Gonzalo Higuain and his brother Federico like sitting in a baggage terminal while we just like figure out what flight we can get on I think the uh, yeah the, the team admins and, and kit men and, and like the administrative uh, staff behind MLS clubs are just 
miracle workers because yeah. I think it's, I'm sure any, any club also miracle workers, but I think there's a lot that uh, MLS clubs do that uh, like the Lakers don't necessarily have to deal with probably. Yeah. That's what those big clubs, the big, the big um, sports out in America, obviously basketball and yeah. they have got their own private. Yeah. yeah. NFL, and the, NBA. Yeah, like they, it is a but, big bad boy Boeing as well. Yeah, it's and it's like, got the team logos on the side. Exactly. Like, oh, I want to see it's a specialized plane where they've all yeah, got their yeah, own yeah. bed and that bed will be a special bed made just for that one person. They've all got like, I've even seen like, they've all got, you know, like the game ready things that like I, their knees yeah, they've yeah. got their own one in like there's one there there's one there to ice both knees they will have masses walking around like massaging them and stuff like every meal is individually tailored to that one guy the right amount of everything yeah. incredible I think NFL the- is amazing to me like there are I think on a on a game day roster there are 52 guys <sighs> plus their pads like how many planes? That's not one plane. We're not talking uh, about a single yeah. plane there. It's a double. That's no, a big plane. Plane. That's no, it might be the one plane because they are proper planes. I'm talking yeah. the big Boeings. They are yeah, yeah, like yeah. the, the 777s yeah. or something, whatever they are. They're the double deckers, the massive ones that normally carry 350 odd people or something. I big guarantee that's now. probably what it yeah, would be, though, as be. well. It's probably incredible. So, what I, I think the beauty of what, what you've done with the Cycling GK now, like we've obviously just hit a million subs and, um, you know, we're on the way to two mil already. That's the focus now. When the when you get to retirement age, well, you're already at retirement age. When you get to the now, point, ten years from now, that you want to retire, I think the beauty of the channel is now that you can then go to different sports and say, do you know what? I'm going to do a match day vlog at the NFL. And if you ever got into the great world that I'm allowed to travel with the team and give people insight to an NFL uh, build up, an NBA build up, MLB. Um, you know, all these different things, it'd be amazing. It yeah. would be amazing, Super yeah. Fun. Do you know what I think? I, it's just given me an idea, but do you know what I think What I think the Premier League is going to have to start doing then? Because when they're selling off the rights to these, like Amazon and Sky and blah, 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 when it's a match day, for example, they're going to have to have in the contract that they are allowed two or three or four individuals, creators, access to certain areas access to the changing rooms access to this to make a vlog to show it from a different perspective for example and then do show little bits of like game footage a little bit of this i honestly think that will be in there at some point chunks for example chunks can carry off a vlog chunks is incredible isn't he like you see what he does he is very very good at doing that sort of stuff people love him people the thing is he's good enough i don't know the guy but he seems like he's a good enough judge that He's gonna approach players at the right time, give them space when they need it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I think but, players also know what to expect with the chunks. Like yeah. Mason Mountain has done, like did the goal celebration. Exactly, I think yeah. players yeah, also yeah. like, okay, when I get time with chunks, like uh, even if I've they had a bad them. game, yeah, they like this is gonna be fun and it's exactly. not gonna be. A but it'll be stuff, normal yeah. again, though. Like you said, when it, it will be weird until it starts yeah. coming in, becoming normal because yeah. you get like a chunks or a, a whoever you going like behind the scenes and it's an interesting point that have been being written into contracts yeah. and stuff because you know they come off a loss and you're there milling around in the background it but, might but be a bit weird put, for the no, first couple but they'd but. be they'd be more comfortable about talking to me than they would to uh, you know what i mean a pundit somebody that's going to be asking yeah. them i'll ask it but in a a way that they will know how to answer it or yeah. how I'm saying it or yeah. not as a prickly kind of like, I'm trying to dig at something here. Yeah. I will be asking it in a certain way. So when you get interviewed after a match, like now, for example, do you still feel like people are trying to trip you up? They're, they're, they're not trying to trip you up, but they are Or the loaded questions. They're, they're not even then. They're, they're not particularly loaded, but you have to know how to answer them. And I, that's the only thing that I worry with some young footballers is they don't really know how to answer them. So they will be leading themselves down a really dodgy path. 
Mm. And then the, the reporter will lead on from that and keep leading them down that path. Whereas when you're older and more experienced, you know how to answer it. I can put it back on somebody. If they ask me a question, I'll go, is that what you think? Because I don't think that. I think this is how we played. So what do you think? And they're more than like in their rights to say, no, I'm the reporter. Like I'm yeah, just asking you. I, People don't care about what I'm saying. I thought it was interesting before the United game when you got asked about United and you're like pretty honest and you said, listen, there's two teams I really worry about playing. Everyone else in the league is on our day. We can beat them. Yeah, it's true. Though, like yeah. you got people are like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. You beat United, and people are like going, oh, okay, fair point. No, a lot of people were like, oh, the disrespect though. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, the disrespect. But it's true though. Like, yeah, they were actually. Years, you're right. Yeah, the yeah. people were but saying were, disrespect. Yeah. Who are you? And all this yeah, stuff. And but, you're going, it's true. Yeah. It, that speaks, I'm not being a dickhead. I'm not trying yeah. to. But like, doesn't that speak highly of the feathers. Premier League? What, sorry? It just speaks volumes for the Premier League, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Competitive there is, teams. There's two, there's two teams that really worry me and the rest, I think you can beat them. Yeah. I genuinely do. Totally. I think they're, you're not, you don't get me wrong, you're not always going to beat them. You're not always going to draw with them, but they are beatable. And that's all I said. Simple as that. Honest, being honest. It's yeah. not being a dickhead. Yeah. I, I think too, like as a fan, if you can't say that, then like, what are we doing here? Like yeah. if, if you're not, if we can't from Ben Foster, one of the most experienced Premier League players, like, if you can't have an opinion on what clubs are after all the seasons you spent in, in top flight football, if you're not allowed to say, yeah, realistically speaking right now, there are two at the top and then a bunch that are beatable on any day. What are we doing? Like yeah, then, exactly, then no, yeah. then none of this like discussion matters because like, not we, then we can't, yeah, we're yeah, just making real. stuff up. Like yeah. it's such a joke. I think football has been so drilled, Chris, to just sort of give the generic safe answer oh, totally, all yeah. the time, but it's miserable, isn't it? Like it's miserable. People don't want to see that. They just want to see a bit of personality, yeah. a bit of truth, a bit of emotion sometimes. Yeah. That's it. It's not, not asking like for much. Jude yeah. Bellingham last week. Yeah, incredible. But I love that. I don't, it's obviously a little bit over the over the mark maybe, but yeah. it was an emotional interview <laughs> yeah. and you could see that. And I would much rather watch uh, an emotional interview where he's saying some something that he actually means and not sugarcoating it and bullshitting. Yeah. I love that. I think that kid's 20 years old, by the way. 20 years old. And he spoke, well. the way he speaks as well, so well, honestly. Really, really yeah, good, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, okay. I think we're, um, I think that's uh, media kind of football pod Almost wrapped up. Yeah, Mackie, I enjoyed that, mate. That was brilliant. Really? Considering that this is his first, like, in real life IRL podcast. He's IRL. IRL. Oh, he's yeah. a YouTuber. Yeah. Vlogging it. Vlogging Chris, it. Has, Chris has done a few podcasts. They've all been virtual. This is his first proper one with people, face-to-face interaction. Yeah. Um, and he bought us our gold plaque, by the way. Yeah. Chris Mackie. It all went downhill from there. No. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what we have got coming up, actually. Really, really interesting. We've got a sports psychologist. Boom. That will be a very interesting episode. Early next year, so I think um, yeah, there's there's a lot of avenues we can go. We've down got there. a Christmas special coming out. Uh, what day is that coming out? Christmas Boxing Day. Boxing Day. We did with tubes. Um, very Christmassy themed. It was such a good laugh though. It was wicked, wasn't so it? So good. Yeah, we've got some more about us as well. As usual, though, guys, thank you so much for listening. As again, please that little red subscribe button. We want to get. Well, we're going to struggle to get that anytime soon, but we want to get the 100,000 plaque for the Foscaster, right? So thank you for watching. As always, Chris Mackey, you've been a legend. I told you he's cool as you like this guy. Super cool. The Up main the Foscast, man. man. That's what we do. Do you start it? You do it. You do it. Do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just did a dab. He just did a dab. He, he, just, home. he used to be cool. He used to be cool. The dab is never dead. It'll live forever. 
And I just brought it back. My kids do that to me all the time. They do. Like Louis, sometimes he'll go, Daddy, give me a high five. And I'll go to it and he'll go, Louis a legend. Louis a legend. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Well done, Very good, very good.